Hello and welcome back to another edition of Outside the Shoe. This is Meredith Hine and I'm excited to be joined by resident baseball expert Jeff Hammersley, who's here to talk about Ohio State baseball and softball. While the softball team season ended in the NCAA tournament over the weekend, baseball was just selected to the Big Ten tournament after a huge sweep of Purdue on the road over the weekend. We're excited to have Jeff here to break things down for us. Jeff, how's your day going? I'm doing great, Meredith. Thanks for having me. Great. Let's kick things off with softball today. Again, things not going quite the Buckeyes way over the weekend in the Knoxville Regional. After opening with a 1-0 victory over North Carolina in Game 1, the Buckeyes then fell to Tennessee 12-4 and UNC 5-3. With those two losses, Ohio State was knocked out of the NCAA tournament, while Tennessee, who entered the tournament as the 12th seed with home field advantage in Knoxville, emerged as the winner of that regional. Jeff, the Buckeyes managed a low-scoring, narrow win over UNC to open up play. What changed for the team as they struggled against Tennessee and North Carolina in games two and three? Yeah, I think a big issue that the Ohio State softball team had uh, after beating North Carolina was you had to face Tennessee. Tennessee is the home team. They had the home field advantage, and that kind of showed early on. And I think for the Buckeyes, they made it 2-1 in the bottom of the first of that contest, but Tennessee rallied. They got three runs in the third, and they slowly pulled away from there. Lily Piper going two for four. Emily Clark went three for three. Ashley Prangy hit a home run that really got the scoring open for the Buckeyes. But overall, three errors from the Buckeyes didn't do them any favors. Tennessee getting that big 12-4 victory. And this is kind of the, 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 the side effect of when you beat a team the first time, you have to play them again. That revenge component for the team that lost in the first contest. And that was evident with North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina uh, getting five runs in the third really venting their frustration against Ohio State that came up as the really uh, the runs that were enough to win the game. Ohio State was able to get three, but when North Carolina had a five-run burst in the third, that's all they really needed. Even though their pitcher went 120 pitches and did a complete game, the fact that North Carolina wasn't going to lose to Ohio State again uh, kind of showed. And for the Buckeyes, it wasn't like the offense wasn't there. They had seven hits, but once again, two errors on the day. I think especially when you get to the NCAA tournament, you can't let opposing teams have more chances at the plate because anything can happen. And the more times you give up in there, that, that means your pitcher has to be on for a little bit longer. I mean, Morgan Ray had 53 pitches against North Carolina. Back to the Tennessee game, she had 123 pitches. So that kind of thing where when you look at how the balance of how long you leave your pitcher on the mound, especially when you're trailing kind of, comes into play, and unfortunately for the Buckeyes, a 12-4 loss in the first game to Tennessee, uh, and then the 5-3 loss to North Carolina that sent them home from the NCAA softball tournament. Definitely. While the Buckeyes have been strong throughout the season, they seem to have struggled when it came to the postseason this year, dropping their opening matchup against Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament by a score of 1-10. to Obviously, the team is playing tougher matchups than in the regular season but the Buckeyes going just 1-3 and three in the postseason in 2019. Can you walk us through why the Buckeyes might be struggling to play their own game after the regular season? I don't think it's more of Ohio State faltering. I think this is just more of this is what happens when you get to a tournament like this. Top teams get to stay at home. Ohio State got in that large bid. Tennessee was the higher seed. It's been mostly chalk in this NCAA uh, College World Series for softball. 
Uh, the teams who are ranked have been winning in the Norman region, Oklahoma won. The Northwestern's region, they won. Texas was at home. They won their side. Alabama won. Florida won. Tennessee won. Uh, the only one that hasn't gone chalk, believe it or not, is Michigan, who in their region, uh, they lost. James Madison came from that side. But again, this is just kind of how it goes. I mean, the seventh seed in Minnesota won. LSU advanced as a 10 in Baton Rouge. Uh, and this comes down to there's a lot of teams here in Ohio State, even though it was a record-setting season. A lot of other teams, they had great seasons as well. And when you come down to a, a double elimination, anything can go. I mean, if, if you just have two bad days of softball, that's all it takes for you to go home. And that's kind of what happened for the Buckeyes. A lot of airs against Tennessee, as I mentioned earlier, and North Carolina. And it just these situations where it just it just wasn't your day. And unfortunately, your season's over now. Absolutely. And even with those postseason struggles, the Buckeyes still had an outstanding year. Ohio State finishing the year with a 35-18 and 18 record, their fourth straight NCAA tournament bid, and five players on the NFCA all-region team. Jeff, can you talk us through what stood out to you this season and give us some early thoughts for where the program is headed next year? Well, yeah, it was a great season for the Buckeyes, uh, all things considered. I mean, even though they lost in the NCAA tournament, that doesn't take away from what they did throughout the whole campaign. And as you mentioned, Meredith, the all-Midwest region, Lily Piper, Emily Clark, Morgan Ray, all named first team by the NFCA, Bree Betzel and Lauren Rice picking up third-team honors. For Ohio State, there's going to be some big shoes to fill going into next season as six of the Buckeyes graduated, a lot of those, the names I just mentioned, Emily Clark, Lily Piper, Brie Retzel, all getting their degrees. And also Morgan Ray has, got to be, has graduated too. So a lot of your offense, a lot of your pitching will be gone going into the future. So for Ohio State, I think the question is going to be next year, how do you come back from that? Lily Piper this season had 10 home runs, 33 RBIs. Emily Clark, 54 RBIs on 12 home runs. You take both of those away, that's a big chunk of your offense that's gone. And I think Ashley Prangy with the home run against, I believe, Tennessee back in the, the second game of that NCAA tournament for softball, I think that's going to be one of the leaders going into the future for Ohio State on the offensive side. Uh, Morgan Ray on the pitching mound, 18-10. and 10, uh, Majority of the pitchers coming from her. Lauren Rice was 16-4. and 4. So for Ohio State, around that area, two of their top people on offense and defense uh, or offense and pitching, will be gone. So I think this is a tough jam that they're going to be in. Having a 35-18 and 18 record with that staff has now raised the bar. So between personnel, staff, and the players themselves, there's big shoes to fill for the Buckeyes next season, but there's also, they, they know where they're at right now. 17-6 in the Big Ten play, falling short in the, uh, the Big Ten tournament to Wisconsin in the quarterfinals. Even though they're losing a, a lot of their players, they want to get back to the Big Ten tournament, actually get into the championship, even make it back for a fifth straight run in the softball tournament for the NCAA. I think it's still possible for the Buckeyes. And the thing is, the Buckeyes, four straight trips to the NCAA tournament, people have graduated in that time span. So this is not the end of the end of the world. They just have to get back on track next year. Even though you're going to lose some people, everybody goes through that. I mean, the teams who are still up, they'll have people graduating too. It comes down to the coaching, Kelly Kovac, Shane Lee. It also comes down to the team. If they get into a rut, how do they get out of it? I mean, as you mentioned earlier, it was a tough end of the season. You, they go 35-18, and 18, but a few of these losses came at inopportune times. Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament. Then you had the, the duel of Tennessee and North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. So for the Buckeyes, 
there's still a bright future, but you lose a couple of people in the process to graduation. But I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't make it next year in, the, in both the NCAA tournament and make a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. Most definitely, and congrats to softball on a great season regardless. Switching gears here, we had some great news from the baseball side of the house over the weekend as the team was selected for the Big Ten tournament after a series sweep of Purdue on the road in West Lafayette. The Buckeyes swept Game 1 with a score of 7-0, Game 2 6-1, and brought home a narrow 13-11 win in Game 3 after posting an 8-0 start. Jeff, what went right in those games for the Buckeyes? Uh, I think a lot went right for Ohio State in that series. I think Seth Lonsway was a big reason in that second game, fanning 14 in that 6-1 victory. And we mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, and we mentioned throughout when we talked about baseball, the final series was going to be huge. I think Penn State, they got their two games. That was big. But instead of a colossal three-game road series with the Boilermakers and the Buckeyes, they knew they had to win them. I think this is the benefit of a team that has their back to the wall. They had to win these games to ensure that they have it as good of a chance as any to make the Big Ten tournament. Shutting out Purdue opens up the floodgates, a 7 nothing win, as you mentioned, on Thursday. Lonsway does a great job on Friday. And then Ohio State in that final game, it's a slugfest practically. I mean, home runs galore. The Buckeyes had six home runs and a 13-11 victory. So the pitching work, the batting work, a little bit of everything went the right way for Ohio State. And that's absolutely what they needed because now with those victories, they secured the number of seven seed in the Big Ten tournament. And they get Michigan, a team they've beaten twice already in their three-game series earlier this season, to open up Big Ten tournament play on Wednesday. Definitely. But the series against Purdue wasn't an isolated event. The Buckeyes won their series over Penn State last weekend 2-1 to and went 7-1 and to close the regular season. That mark came after Ohio State got swept by Minnesota earlier this month and a conference tournament bid looked all but lost. Jeff, what changed for the Buckeyes to allow for this turnaround? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said a little bit earlier about a team needing to win. I think Ohio State a couple weeks ago, they knew they had to win some games if they wanted to make a top eight spot in the Big Ten. And we go back before the Penn State series, they dropped three games to Minnesota. They lost two or three to Iowa. And they were drifting in the back half of the Big Ten Conference. They needed some help, but if they didn't win their games, they didn't matter. So they needed to get some wins. They got quality wins at Penn State, 4-2-2-0. They lost a 6-10 game to close out the series at Bill Davis Stadium. But they turned things around. I think having these midweek games against other Ohio teams like Wright State and Youngstown State helped kind of fine-tune going into a big series. It worked. And now the Buckeyes are in the Big Ten tournament. It's not a single elimination, but if you treat it that way, that affords you a little bit more leeway down the line. So it's important to get your win now so you at least afford one loss sometime during the week. Absolutely, Jeff. Now the Buckeyes did get that Big Ten tournament bid as the number seven seed and are scheduled to face Michigan, the two seed, in Omaha later today. Ohio State went 2-1 and one in its regular season series against Michigan back in April. Michigan has gone 16-7 and in conference compared to Ohio State's 12-2 and mark, but the Wolverines struggled a bit at the end of the season in series against Indiana and Nebraska. Again, Ohio State riding a little bit of a wave into the tournament after a strong series against Purdue and Penn State to close the season. What do the Buckeyes have to do to maintain that momentum as they move into the postseason, and what are the keys to the game against Michigan? 
I think one of the biggest keys to the game for Ohio State, at least against Michigan, is doing what they did earlier in the season against the Wolverines. They have to bring people home. They have to have great pitching. Seth Lon's away in that first game back when they played Michigan in Columbus. Five and two-thirds innings, five hits, three earned runs. Michigan was held to four total runs. The Buckeyes had ten. Uh, I think you need the bats to get hot from the, the usual suspects. Dominique Canzone, Brady Cherry, Dylan Dingler, uh, Zach Dezenzo. Those are the kind of guys who will need to make hits happen. And I think for Ohio State, that's kind of what it comes down to. This is basically nine innings where you need to have everything, as many things go right as humanly possible. I think for the Buckeyes, they beat Michigan twice, but this time it's on a neutral venue in Michigan. I, you have to figure has to be ready to play. They want some redemption here, and this is the best place for them to get it. But I think for Ohio State, as long as pitching can hold their own and they can get some hits, they have to bring people home. Right? You can't leave people stranded on base. That's what kind of cost Michigan the first game. Uh, back when these two teams played back in April, you leave seven people on base. You get to bring a couple of those guys home. If you stop a couple of Buckeyes run, it's a whole new ball game. Uh, leaving guys on base is not something you want to have here. I think for Ohio State, this is where you need the hits. You need quality hits and quality pitching. I think the Buckeyes, in the past couple weeks, they've shown they can do it. Now you just have to do it in a double elimination kind of environment away from home uh, for, for at least two or three games. And there you have it. Again, Ohio State taking on Michigan in the Big Ten tournament at 2 p.m. today in Omaha looking for a conference win for a chance at the NCAA tournament next month. That's all we've got for you today on today's edition of Outside the Shoe. Again, we're joined today by Jeff Hammersley, and I'm Meredith Hine. We'll see you next week.